God bless you. This is Pastor Millie, and today I want to speak about evil and suffering and why. Because that's a question that many people ask themselves. Um, why is so much evil in this world, right? And if we're not honest with ourselves in our hearts, we'll continue to ask ourselves, why, why? This is just not fair. Why? Why God allowed this to happen? Why, God, did you allow this to happen, Lord? It would happen to us, and we will continue to question why. You see, at times, life is simply not fair. In fact, most people have muttered, why, Lord, why? Why would God allow something so cruel, so evil? Where was he? Doesn't he care? And if we leave these questions unanswered, it can really drive us to the point of going astray, to the point of not wanting to serve God, to the point of of just walking away from it all so we have to go to the core of this to find out why where is he does he care about me so we have to come to the basis of finding out the basis for denying the existence of god or rejecting the goodness of god because when things are good we don't reject god but when things go bad then now we have a tragedy in our hands we lost someone that we love we um, are not operating the same way we were before because now we're hurting. If we don't get these questions answered the right way, it can lead us away from the things of God. And I'm keeping this real, okay? We give thanks that God has given us insight through his word about everything that we go through and his dealings with humanity, how he deals with us and a constant phases of our life, whether we lose, whether we don't lose. But the truth not only validates the existence of God, but confirms the goodness of God. So in the in the scriptures, we see that many men, big men in the Bible went through a lot. Nowhere in the scriptures is the fairness of God more stronger addressed than in the book of Job. In spite of all his severe losses and everything that he went through, he said something that speaks to us today. And Job chapter 2 verse 10 should we accept good from god and not trouble we want the goodness of god but what about losing it all around we see everything that job went through his wife they had lost it all him and his wife the immediate family every one of their sons and their daughters and all their wealth and their entire livelihood they went from plenty to poverty from wealth to wanting from happy to heartbroken how will you, we respond to that realization that we just that he just had of losing everything everything that value that is valuable to us in our life will we see god as fair will we consider him good but his wife thought it was worse see his wife says are you still holding on to your integrity curse god and die but we know that he did the opposite he continued and imagine the things that we lose and we don't realize that in this world we're going to lose things. It's, things are going to happen no matter how much we try. And what is evil? We ask ourselves, what is evil? Maybe we hear a mass murderer. Maybe we hear someone that abused a kid, that raped a kid, someone that did something bad. Maybe uh, 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 someone we love that died and, and they died in a hard way, you know. What a great tragedy um, someone killed, right? 
And maybe we can't define, well, I may not know how to define evil, but I know it when I see it. Is this true? Consider the following definitions that I'm going to give you. Evil is the corruption of good. Okay. The absence of good when good should be present. If there is no good, then the light, if there is no light, then there is darkness. Hallelujah. Right. Turn from evil and do good. And we see that in Psalm 37, 27, it speaks about that. The departure from the way of life ought to be like it says in the book of Ecclesiastes 12, 14, God will bring every good deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. He will bring it. Okay. And I'm going to give you an illustration so you can understand what I'm speaking about. For example, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate the fruit from the tree that God said was forbidden to them, they experienced an irrevocable separation from the way of life they had previously known. No more the way it used to be. Now everything came corrupted because they did something they wasn't supposed to do. You see, evil is a moral choice of bad over good, arising from badness of character. And in the weak in, in, in the Greek word, we see that the word kakia, which suggests badness and character, means wicked, depraved, and morally reprehensible. Re principle. A violation of the good will of God. See? The word of God says in James 1.21, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is prevalent, prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. That means if there is no God, there is a perversion of the word of God. And the word of God says in Isaiah 5.20, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Okay, so another illustration, the evil one, which is Satan. He perverted the word of God when he tempted Jesus in the wilderness. So it started from the beginning. So imagine it's going to continue until we're face to face with God. The word of God says in Matthew chapter four, verse four to five, the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answers him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. So from the beginning of time, we see that the evil one, Satan, he perverted the word of God. He tried to twist the word of God to make Jesus fall. You see, evil is that which causes evil. You see, the Greek word, Poneros denotes evil that causes evil and evil that causes pain and suffering as when we see an evil person cause causes evil because a good person is not going to cause evil. Um, a person filled with the spirit of God, a believer of God is not going to cause evil. A person who does not have God in their life is full of evil because there's no in between. Either you serve God or you don't. See, the word of God says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 35, the good man brings good things out of the good store up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil store up in him. So if you're serving God, you, you, you believe in God, you serve God, evil cannot have power over you. But if you're serving the word, the world, yes, it can. Psalm 97.10 says, Oh, you who love the Lord, hate evil. He 
preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. An evil spirit causes evil that leads to an evil generation. And the word of God says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 to 45, when an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. Okay, that is how it will be with this wicked generation. If you go to church and you continue to serve God and continue to seek the goodness of God, you have to continue. You can't just be in and out because that's where the evil is taking over. For example, the king Manasseh, he caused evil to spread through the whole entire Judah. Okay. And Manasseh's king of Judah says in 2 Kings 21, 11, Manasseh's king of Judah committed the detestable sins. He has done more evil than the Amorites. Who preceded him and had led Judah into the sin with his idols. You see, we see in the Bible that even the king Manasseh caused so much evil to spread. When there is evil, evil spread. Many may ask the question, if God made all things, doesn't that mean he created evil? And I'm good. the answer to me, that is no. Realize these significant truth and realize this, okay? Because many people are asking, Evil is not a good thing, rather is a condition resulting from improper use of perversion of a good thing. So when evil comes, is because something was perverted and it turned into evil. So evil is hardening of the heart when you get, maybe you've been through so much and then all of a sudden now you want to give up. Now your heart is hardening, hardening and before you know it, from the from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Evil exists in something else, something it corrupts, corrupted goodness. So evil is corrupted goodness. Like for example, we can have a knife and we can use that knife and a chef can take that knife and use it for something good, to cut the meat, to do, to, to use it for, to cook. But the same knife can be used by an evil person to commit a murder. So it is the absence of goodness. Evil is the absence of good. It is an intruder brought in by human beings. Evil was not created by God. But when Adam and Eve chose to disobey God by eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, evil was introduced to God's world. Because of Adam and Eve, evil is here. Because they disobey, evil is not the opposite of good, but the absence of good. Okay, so when there is absence of good, there it goes evil. When there is no light, there goes the darkness. Okay? Everything God created was good. But the intentional wrong choices of Adam and Eve resulted in, an, in a destruction of the good things God had created. Genesis 1.31 says, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. Now many people ask, does God cause his evil? And it's a logical question, especially when you're going through a lot. Does God allow evil? No, God cannot cause evil. God cannot do anything that is contradictory to his character. He cannot. He cannot cause something to happen bad because that is not who he is. That is not his character. The Bible teaches us that God is good. Since evil is corruption of good, 
It is impossible for God to do anything evil. The word of God says in Psalm 5 verse 4 to 3. It says you are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you the wicked cannot dwell. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. You see, the psalmist, the psalmist said, not, not, not that he said, but he says, the wickedness of their heart, they, they allow their heart to become so hardened that this is what happens. They allow their heart to be so hardened that now what comes out of them is wicked. Is not good. And if you are a person who would take pleasure in evil, you're not good. See, God is a prayer hearing God. He has also been. The heart is a shop within us. We can perceive the good things and, and, and draw out good things. Or we can perceive the evil things and from it draw out the evil things if we don't catch it. And many people ask, why should I believe in a God who allows evil? And let me tell you, that is a logical question as well. The off, this often unspoken question behind this question is, does God really care that I am hurting? Many people are asking themselves that. Does God really care that I'm hurting? The answer to both questions can be clearly seen in God's actions. Okay, God cares about your hurts to the extent that he willingly, he willingly suffer in order to both identify with you and to save you. He willingly gave himself at the cross. He could have fight it. He could have said no. He was innocent. He didn't deserve to die and then go through everything he went through. But he resurrected so that today you can resurrect through whatever you may be going through. You see the beautiful thing of the Christ, of Christ's crucifixion is that God on your behalf, he voluntarily suffered at the hands of the evil people. Although evil and pain are, are results of human choices and not the results of God's choices, God does not subject his creation to something he is unwillingly to endure himself. He endured everything. He endured more than what we can imagine, more than what we can endure in our lifetime. But he took it willingly for you and for me. When you undergo loss, maybe rejection, illness, pain, Remember that God knows you. He knows how you feel. He knows who you are. He knows how you feel from his own personal experience. And he hurts with you. So when you're feeling down and when you're crying and you're suffering, don't think that he has forgotten you. He's right there with you. His Holy Spirit is there with you, grieving with you, trying to help you get back up and realize when God became a man, he entered fully into the fallen humanity and fully experienced the suffering of humanity except that he was without sin he was sinless yet he took it all for you and for me his word says in hebrews 2 10 and bringing many sons to glory it was fitting that god for whom and through whom everything exists should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering so if you're suffering today and you're going through something don't think that you're alone. You're not alone. God is with you. And he's just wanting you to believe in him. He's wanting you to understand that he will not leave you nor forsake you. May God bless you.